0: It is so challenging for parents right now because we are flooded with information, you know, on social media, on, um, you know, the internet, there's so much about how to raise your children, what to do, what to eat, um, you know, how best to take care of them, and it becomes overwhelming.
1: Welcome to the Well Child Podcast, brought to you by two board-certified pediatricians, Dr. Anna Powell and Dr. Sammy Hodges also known as The PD Pals, as we talk to you about topics involving raising well and happy children in today's challenging society. Please follow us on social media at The PD Pals or find us online at www.thepedepals.com. Hello, thank you for being here and welcome to our first ever podcast, The Well Child. My name is Dr. Samira Hodges. And my name is Dr. Anna Powell, and we are so truly grateful
0: for this opportunity and so excited for you to join us on this wellness journey.
1: We like to refer to ourselves as your friendly PD Pals. The PD Pals stands for Pediatric Pals, since Anna and I are both board-certified pediatricians.
0: It would mean the world to us if you subscribed, rated, and reviewed this podcast. We have so much to tell you. We really want to use this platform to share our experiences as pediatricians, learn from one another and embark on this journey that encompasses the complete wellness of your child.
1: So often we've been treating and diagnosing children in our practice and we found ourselves wanting to have longer, deeper, more meaningful conversations with our patients' families that go beyond everyday illnesses. Some of the topics that we want to delve into include how to raise well-rounded children, how to potty train, temper tantrums, anxiety and depression in teenagers, good sleep, the benefits of meditation, and so, so much more. As you all know, there is so much information out there on the
0: internet, social media, other parents, friends and family, that it becomes so overwhelming to know how to best raise your children. But don't worry, we are here to
1: help. On today's podcast, we're going to introduce ourselves and the PD Pals we're going to walk you through our personal journeys into medicine and get to know you better. And then we're going to share with you the one big concept that we wish we could share with all of our patients and their families. So, without further ado, let's get started. Nice to see you today, Anna. Hello. Hi. We made it. We, we are excited. here. Yeah, it's so exciting. So, just to kind of time stamp a little bit where we're at, uh, we actually just finished our first podcast where we were the guests. Uh, we had a really nice time with Kevin MD, also known as Dr. Kevin Poe. Uh, he's a really great resource for physicians. So, we were a little bit nervous about that. Uh, but when we were doing it, um, you know, we, he said to us that his biggest advice for anyone doing a podcast is just dive in. And I think we needed to hear that. So, we uh, literally Finished that, and we decided we're going to dive in. And here we are, and we're going to start our first podcast. So, very excited. Yes. I'm so us. excited.
0: Yes, yes, bear with us. We actually talked about doing this at the end of last year, <laughs> and uh, we were going to get started. You know, 2020 was going to bring a lot of great things our way. And, you know, the universe had other plans. <laughs> and uh, with a pandemic and some delays, um, I'm just really grateful that we made it here um, that we've kind of brought our vision to life and that we are going to make this happen.
1: So thank you. Thank you too. So since uh, it's our first podcast, can you tell your audience a little bit about yourself and your background?
0: Of course. So my name is Anna Powell. Um, I am first generation Indian American. Um, My parents immigrated here when I was a tiny little pal (laughs) <laughs> um with many hopes and aspirations okay. and um you know i really Um, Had a great great childhood. Um, There was a lot of ups and downs a lot of struggles um, As uh, as the case with many immigrants and families Um, But I wouldn't trade it for really anything. Um, I think I had the unique um, experience of uh, belonging to this rich cultural heritage um, And getting the both the best of both worlds, you know, Uh, having that upbringing um, in India and then also coming here and uh, and having most of my education and upbringing here in the United States. Um, so it was just really, um, something I'm very grateful for.
1: So you were eight when you moved here, right? I was seven. You were seven. Okay. Yes. Do you remember anything about that? Do you remember mm-hmm. like the new culture, the language? Do you have any recollection of how you felt? Yes, so
0: I remember mostly the emotions. I do have some vivid memories of um, the move and starting school here. I was in second grade. Um, we uh, went to uh, English-based schools. Uh, you know, I studied at English-based schools. So I had learned to read and write in English, but I wasn't as proficient at, at it um, in terms of speaking. And so that was a big transition for me when I came here. Uh, luckily, we had family already based in the United States. So um, they were a great support. Um, and my family, my, my parents, um, I think were my biggest strength during this process. So I remember um, being nervous, um, kind of sitting in the back of the room in class because I was conscious of my accent and you know, what the other kids would think, um, just excited to be in a new place um, and uh, around friends and family and cousins. Um, and so it was an exciting but nerve-wracking time, but I really think uh, my parents um, got me through it.
1: That's great. Something we both have in common, by the way, is we're both only children. So yes. a big, uh, support system for both of us were our parents growing up.
0: Yeah. Tell me uh, and our listeners a little bit about you. I know quite a bit, but I think they deserve to know too.
1: <laughs> so. As you know, um, I am of Iranian descent. So one thing you and I also, again, have in common, we're both from the Middle East. Um, My parents are also immigrants, but they actually immigrated uh, right after I was born to France. So I grew up um, a little bit in Paris. I spent the first seven years of my life there. So I uh, learned Farsi, which is my native tongue, and then I also learned French in France, And uh, then after I was seven, we moved to Canada, and that's where I spent the rest of my life until medical school. And uh, like you, you know, I had the experience of moving into a different country, learning a foreign language, and, you know, all of the sequelae that come from that. Uh, But uh, overall, very blessed, very happy childhood. Uh, And then um, I met my husband in medical school, which is what brought me to the States, and uh, essentially what brought me to you. (laughs) That's right.
0: Lucky me. (laughs) So what is your earliest memory of, um, that you can remember that made you um, drawn to science or medicine? Do you have one of those early childhood memories?
1: Uh, No, I was yeah, I mean, I would say yeah, I do because I remember hating my pediatrician when I was around four. Uh, it was a very like strong feeling that I had because he was a traditional paternalistic pediatrician, so there was nothing warm and fuzzy about him. And it was kind of like, okay, you know, let me look at your ear and, and breathe in and out, and you know, <laughs> cold stethoscope, the whole thing, you know. And I just remember thinking. Um, you know what, when I grow up, I'm going to be a pediatrician and I'm going to be really nice. That was kind of the, the mentality at that point. And of course, you know, it stuck with me and uh, there were times in my life where I had to revisit that and think, is, did I really want to be a pediatrician, or is this just a childhood dream of mine? And that every time I strayed away from the path, I was brought back towards the path. So, as they always say with medicine, it really is a calling for me. It called me at a very young age, <laughs> and so that's kind of my path. I think you had the same experience, right? You were you wanted to do this since you were really young, right? Yes, I think I was. Uh, my
0: grandfather was a doctor, so I had a little bit of exposure in the family um, to medicine. Um, you know, it was uh, a dinner table talk at times. So I was around it. Um, I didn't really uh, consider it off the bat. I think my love for science um, grew with time uh, and then eventually led me to medicine and then pediatrics. I think my earliest memory that I had of just a career or um, a career option was when I was around four, I think I remember. And um, I know my mom got me this uh, fancy chalkboard and, um, and I would set up this chalkboard for all my little stuffed animals and you know, go out and learn something and then come back into my room and teach them uh, you know, using my little chalkboard. So I was a nerd from the beginning (laughs) and, um, So my parents naturally thought I was going to be a teacher uh, because I just loved to learn and then pass it along. Um, And uh, so that was kind of the little seed that was placed. And so I always loved to learn. And uh, as I got older, I just couldn't see myself learning about anything else but science um, and then medicine after that. So it was just a natural progression. But, um, uh, yeah, that was my little... Memory. I
1: want to say that the mental image of little pal with her chalkboard teaching her stuffed animals <laughs> brings me so much joy.
0: <laughs> I was bossing little kids around even at the age before. Right, you were like <laughs>
1: the least <laughs> bossy person ever.
0: <laughs> Just forcing them to learn. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Awesome. So that really, I mean, that's really fitting uh, to see that you, you know found your way to teach because medicine is so educational and um, it has such a big teaching component, teaching and learning lifelong, right? Uh, and right. then it makes a lot of sense with that. And then your love of science to put the two together. And then you had a period of time where you weren't sure you wanted to do gen peds, right?
0: Yeah, I think I went into medicine initially and um, just with an open mind. I always loved pediatrics. I was always drawn, um, to taking care of kids, but I was always initially, um, a little nervous, you know, how it's a big responsibility, um, to take care of a child, you know, you have families, parents all counting on you. So, um, and you know, there's always that concern that physicians have, uh, about how would we, um, you know, how would we react when we see kids in pain. Um, but when I started doing it in my rotations, I didn't feel that way at all. You know, I felt really at home. I felt um, like it, it really was uh, a place I wanted to be. I got a lot of inspiration uh, from children because, um, you know, they are, they teach us so much, you know, they're always so uh, happy and um, excited about the little things in life. And, um, uh, they're, they're just really inspirational. And so it, uh, that eventually led me to pediatrics, but I enjoyed all of my rotations in medicine, um, from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just loved it all. You're alert. <laughs> you always wanted to be a pediatrician, like you mentioned, huh? So yeah. did that change at
1: all or, no. um, the only thing for me, it was always, it was always going to be peds. Uh, and then every rotation that I did in fourth year medical school solidified uh, peds, you know, in OB/GYN, I think so many people know which side of uh, medicine they lie on because of, you know, which side of the curtain yes. they prefer to be on. And it's always, okay. Like, okay, the baby's out bye mom for me, <laughs> I was not <laughs> interested in the mom anymore. And I wanted to be taking care of the baby, but I did have a little stray uh, in terms of whether I wanted to specialize or not, when we started residency, I uh, really right away took a real big keen interest in uh, pediatric hemonk, and so I thought, oh yeah, you know that's even better. Um, talk about being able to provide you know a service uh, to families in need um, when you know they're faced with you know one of the most unspeakable things that you can get mm-hmm. diagnosed with in your life. So, uh, with knowing that at that time, the cure rate for pediatric cancer was 95%, I was all in. But, uh, then I had my own first child. My husband and I did not plan it, but just like in true, you know, to doctor fashion, we accidentally <laughs> got pregnant the first day of residency, uh, which was so not the right way to do it. But <laughs> they say there's never a perfect time and it worked out beautifully in the end, but, uh, about, you know, when my daughter was about nine months old, I, I was, uh, I think I was around that time that I was interviewing, maybe she was six months, but I was interviewing for pediatric hemoc positions. And uh, in the middle of an interview uh, at the University of Michigan, I realized, oh my gosh, I'm either going to be the world's worst pediatric oncologist or the world's worst mom, because I'm going to think she has cancer every day. And I couldn't I couldn't go forward with it. I was like I I can't something's not gonna work out for me in particular I mean other people can do it and I give them so much power for that But for me, it wasn't gonna happen And so I dropped out and I just dropped out. It makes it sound like I dropped out of school but I dropped out of the specialist race and uh, Decided to just stay general peds, which I think was perfect for me all along
0: Yeah this is, this actually is a great learning point. I don't know if you realized you made one, but you really did make a great learning point because, you know, and first just to mention, um, because our listeners don't know you, you know, um, uh, Sammy does it so well with managing her family, wow. um, managing her practice, um, you do it just effortlessly. And I don't I don't sometimes wonder how you do it all. So um, to all the moms and all the physicians out there, um, they do an incredible job every day. Um, Um, And I, and we kind of bonded over that. Remember in residency, we bonded over our love for Hemong. Yeah. Um, I loved it too. And um, also was considering going into it. Um, And it was, uh, it's just, it's fascinating. And it's, um, also, really rewarding to be there for these families and for these children in um, this very vulnerable time for them, you know. Um, but what really resonated with me uh, when you were talking about your daughters was um, I often see this with a lot of my. Uh, patients is you know a, a lot of the questions that I get are from my pediatrician friends you know uh, and it really illustrates the point that when you comes to your family and to your children you know you really can't be a doctor <laughs> you really can't think that way because you know um, it, for any family member you know and um, you do this so well where you know you come to me or you come to your doctor and you say listen just you know I can't be a doctor at this time um, and so I think that's really what drew me to pediatrics is because we all want the best when it comes to our children, you know, and we often can't think um, because the emotions are so high at that time and um, just to be able to provide that support and that resource resource for parents because life is hard enough as it is, you know, it is really rewarding to, to be there and to provide that comfort
1: um, and uh, care for them. I really appreciate what you said. <laughs> it's really sweet. <laughs> I mean, it. I also want our audience to know that is totally not true. I do not. Have all, I don't have it all together. I am just like every one of you. It feels like the wheels are falling off every day. Uh, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a working mom, or what, it doesn't matter. Parenting is so tough and uh, it's so challenging. And, um, you know, I consider every day a win, and but every day is a, a dis- disaster of some sorts. It's just that people sometimes don't see it because uh, you look well put together on the outside. So I didn't want to make that slightly <laughs> relatable uh, <laughs> clause in there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you fooled all of us, okay?
1: Yeah. I will, I will definitely touch on all of that in the future podcast episodes because uh, I really do believe that it's so important for parents to be authentic and to be honest about you know what happens. And I think that's one of the big things you and I will want to touch upon in this podcast. What we do every day at work is tell moms, you're not alone. This is not only happening to you. I see this all the time. It's going to be okay. But in going a little bit backwards to what you were talking about, I totally agree um, that it's one of the best pieces of advice that maybe we can give to moms right now and parents not to try to be objective with their own children. Cause it's really hard. Uh, I remember my own personal story of when I got to that realization was when my eldest was around six months old and she got RSV bronchiolitis and, um, She was diagnosed and and we know how the history of that virus goes. We know that it escalates until about the fifth day. And so I knew things were going to get worse before they got better. And we know, you know, the length of time it takes for the recovery. And um, I was at home and it was like day three or four and it was the middle of the night and I was just staring at her, you know, this little baby with like the runny nose and the crud that comes with RSV, staring at her breathing fast. And my husband turned to me and goes, well, why don't you just auscultate her, you know, put your stethoscope on her and listen to her lungs. And it was of course like 11 or 12 at night. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll do that. (laughs) So I took my stethoscope, put it on her chest. And it was like three seconds. And I was like, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I don't know what I'm listening to. All I know is that my heart is beating harder than her respiratory rate (laughs) at this point. So I was like, we have to go and get her checked out. It was obviously the right decision. It was my mommy gut actually that told me that we needed to take her to the hospital. And she spent a couple of nights at the hospital with oxygen and all that. And she's fine now, but I couldn't, I couldn't be her doctor. I just could be her mom. And after that, I refused to be their doctor. And that's why I come to you all the time. And I'm like, listen, I just need reassurance. Uh, just tell me it's not a brain tumor or just tell me it's not, you know, da, 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 you know, always like worst case scenario, unfortunately, and you're always so sweet and you always calm me down. And I think that's also something we do for the parents, you know, all the time. Right. And I want them to know that when you tell pediatricians the stuff, don't be ashamed. We know that's how you think and that's how you feel because we feel the same way and that's right. Uh, tell us and then and then trust us when we're giving you our objective opinion because it's not my child, it's my patient. And I can tell you objectively, it's not X, Y, and Z, you know, they're really okay. doom and gloom. Yeah. Stuff.
0: And it, it is so challenging for parents right now, because we are flooded with information, you know, on social media, on, um, uh, you know, the internet, and there's so much about how to raise your children, what to do, what to eat, um, you know, how best to take care of them. And it becomes overwhelming, you know, as you uh, as you just noted, you know, with Sammy talking about, it, it's overwhelming for you when it comes to your child and yeah. you're a pediatrician. So we totally sympathize with parents and families uh, because it can be difficult, but this is this is why we wanted to do this, right? This is why we wanted to come and um, really uh, provide that support that parents are doing a good job. They're doing the best you can. You know, you care about your children, you love your children,
1: and um, that's number one. That's you know? good enough. Exactly. Yes, I mean, exactly. like you said, with mommy groups, with social media, with right. mothers, mother-in-laws, <laughs> I have a lot of That's parents right. that are like, my mother-in-law said, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know, with, exactly. all that, with all that conflicting information, what do you believe? And our hope is with this podcast that we can tell you at least the advice from a physician, a board certified physician, um, with the knowledge of what the AAP recommends with personal knowledge, and then with personal anecdotal experience, uh, throughout the years in practicing medicine. So we hope that we can bring you this information that will clear the mud for you a little bit. That's right. And also because, um,
0: you know not only what is evidence-based and what we read but there's um, just so much new innovative um, things that are happening so much research that's going on uh, and uh, wellness is so much just so much more than ear infections and strep throats and pneumonias and all those are important and we really encourage our listeners to go to their doctors and trust them um, and and uh, really seek that care when they're not sure um, But in terms of wellness wellness is about the whole body. It's about the mind It's about the environment in which we live in and um, we wanted to have that discussion that platform Where we can talk about all of these things and um, we're not, you know Running out of time like we do in our 10-15 minute appointment with our families And so we thought this would be the perfect way to have those discussions
1: Yeah, so since we're here, this feels like a perfect segue to tell our audience about us and PD Pals and how we met and how this all came about. So Anna, can you tell our audience how we met? Yes, of course. So, um, me
0: and Sammy, we met, uh, it was my intern year. It was one of my very first night shifts and I was a nervous wreck. Um, and, uh, Dr. Hodges here was my upper level in chief resident um, and instantly made me feel at ease. Um, You know, as you all can tell, she's so warm and relatable. And um, she, you know, I was a nervous intern. And I remember um, we bonded initially over our Asian background. Um, I think we watched some uh, funny Russell videos, Russell Peters videos, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And we um, laughed at those and it was a very hectic night. We had lots of sick children. So we really, um, I think connected at that time and, and really worked with each other to get through that night. And we've just been laughing ever since, yeah. <laughs> I, I think through residency. Um, uh, but long story short, we both ended up, uh, in the same practice in Houston. Uh, and, uh, we've been, um, uh, you know, uh, gone through our own personal and professional journeys together and uh, just really created this special bond uh over time and it's um really I really couldn't have asked for a better partner in crime.
1: That's great. I totally agree. I mean in general What do
0: you remember?
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I remember too. Uh you were my intern and uh we we already knew based on the interview and your reference letters that you were going to be a rock star. So uh, I was really excited that I was going to have an intern that was going to be as really strong because in general those days those 30 hour shifts hospital ward they were crazy hectic mm-hmm. and it was a lot of movement and no sleep uh, and so I was really excited to get you and then by some twist of faith. You just kept showing up with me, <laughs> so someone, <laughs> someone in the scheduling land really loved us. Oh wait, I was yeah. the chief resident. Maybe it was me. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> Every shift with doctor you. Paul, doctor. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, we just
0: had so much fun together. I think that was the biggest thing.
1: Really did. I mean, it was really crazy. It was really hectic and it was a really high stress. So anytime you are in that environment and the person that you're with sees everything the same way, has the same sarcasm, Mm -hmm. the same attitude, and you're actually laughing and having a really good time, that's a recipe for success. So we knew we were going to be friends and we were going to enjoy ourselves. We Neither of us are dramatic people. We don't, you know, (laughs) cause that much drama or anything. And uh, we would never expect things of each other or get mad at each other. So it was just awesome. And uh, yeah, then as you said, now we're practicing with each other in Houston. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we came upon this beautiful idea of the PD Pals, where mm-hmm. uh, we both, as Anna said, we both had uh, personal journeys um, of health and wellness uh, separate from each other. Uh, but mm-hmm. Funnily enough, very similar to one another, and mm-hmm. so we went through these journeys of wellness and taking care of ourselves, and coming into our own, and uh, you know, thirties the new twenty, and forties the new thirty, all that good stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. during that time, uh, we started to also realize how much we wish we could educate our patients more than what we can do in a clinical mm-hmm. setting. There just was not enough time ever to delve into the topics that parents wanted to talk about, whether it was potty training, temper tantrums, whatever., uh, you know, we just never had enough time. and it was it was always such a Pandora's box, you know, there's so much to talk about when it comes to potty training, and there's so much to talk about with picky eaters and all the questions that parents had and how to raise kids in general, behavioral problems. we could go on and on, and there's so much knowledge that we could impart, and we never seem to have enough time. So we, Started with uh, trying to do a community outreach Mm -hmm. symposium is what we started. Uh, We invited families and the community to come out. We had a small turnout. It went really well. We answered questions. We talked about hot topics. Uh, Parents could ask us anything they wanted. We did another one uh, and same thing, small turnout, but overall great. And then our parents and our family started to give us feedback and say, Hey, you know, we love this. We really want to hear more from you guys and we really want to learn more. But my kids taking a nap or mine was sick. It's hard for me to pack everything up and to just come and listen to someone for two hours. I need to make this accessible to my life, you know, my hectic parenting life, which we get. And so they suggested that we go on social media. Initially, my reaction was the social media, um, <laughs> that's how intimidated I am by social media. But we talked about it a little and we were like, well, let's take that feedback and let's think about it. Let's chew on it a little bit. And then mm-hmm. Eureka, we were both like, you know what? Yeah, let's have a podcast. Let's do a podcast. Cause okay. then each episode can cover one topic and parents mm-hmm. can tune in at their leisure, pause, unpause, whatever you like, like how podcasts mm-hmm. work. And, um, That's where this kind of thing came upon, uh, you know, for us. And and then we decided to, we had to have a name and we had to, we had to actually get on social media. (laughs) That's right. We had to go
0: through the whole process, um, you know, which was a lot more involved than we thought. I remember when we were first talking about it, um, you know, and going back to our relationship, um, we just talk, 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 as you can tell, <laughs> we'll just keep talking, um, yep. you know, at work and after work. And I remember you telling me one time saying that we just had this whole conversation about, um, you know, behavior problems in children or anxiety in teenagers. And, um, you know, we'll talk for an hour about it. And I remember you saying, look, that's a podcast, you know, and, um, only that I've heard what we just said, right. That's right. Exactly. And so this is why I think our, um, relationship has been so, um, great for me personally, because I've always wanted, um, to have that working relationship with, um, a colleague where, you know, we encourage each other to grow and to learn. And we're always sharing, you know, what we've read, um, articles we've seen books we've read. I know you're always giving me recommendations and vice versa. And it really, um, you know, we're lifelong learners, even though, um, we're experts in this field, um, you know, it's a continuous learning process. And, um, I think that's why we connected is because we really have that, um, Uh, that desire to just continue to improve our practice and our message to parents and how we can be of service to them. And, um, I think our little friendship was the, the initial, um, you know, the initial blessing that kind of led us here. Yeah. Because, Um, we, we just had that desire to keep talking about things. And, um, as long as there's people willing to listen, (laughs) we'll keep talking, you know? Um, so I think that was the most exciting part of being friends or working with your friends. Right. So like we mentioned, you know, we're here, we decided to try this new venture out and really, um, uh, be the PD pals for our parents um, and uh, share all of our knowledge. Um, before we got started, we decided that we should have some basic core values, core principles that were rooted in uh, because we always wanted to kind of be that, that be the checking point, you know um, uh, in everything we decide to do, we wanted to kind of uh, be rooted in those core values and we kind of created a little acronym and it's pals PD like your PD pals. <laughs> so came up with that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna mention anything. But, right. <laughs> exactly. So the PALs, um uh we broke it down to uh the P standing for pioneers. <laughs> we hope to be pioneers in this area. Um we noticed that there was a lot of information out there, but not too many pediatricians uh providing that information and that platform for our parents. Uh, so we really wanted to find new inno- innovative ways to teach our families about how to raise healthy and happy children. So, um, it was more rooted in innovation and being a pioneer. Um, the second principle was advice or advising, um, using our experiences as pediatricians in our personal practices from our education, um, so that we can be a tool um, uh, and a resource for for all of you. Um, the third principle was rooted in learning we talked about that a bit how we're um, you know curious learners and um, our goals are to bring experts in the fields uh, of different um, uh, fields of pediatrics and we want to learn from them to improve our practice and then hopefully give you all the pearls um, uh, that you can learn from and take home. And the last, serve, the last principle was rooted more in service. Um, we really wanted this to be uh, based on that since medicine is about service and what we do every day is about service, um, service for uh, our families, for our communities. Um, we really wanted that to be a main um, core principle for our venture.
1: Yeah, so just to recap, Anna <laughs> said, yes. "Pals stands for Pioneer, Advice, yes. Learner, and Samira." I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's just our,
0: our basic um, uh, our basic principles. But I wanted you, if you could tell our listeners about. Our one big takeaway. Um, we wanted this initial podcast to really talk about our take-home message, our um, one concept that we wanted to share with our listeners that they can um, take throughout uh, all of our pod- podcasts from here on out.
1: Yeah, that's I'm happy to do that. It's not only, you know, what can you take with you through the podcast, but also what can you take with you in life? What's the main thing mm-hmm. to focus on uh, when you're running into trouble? What what do we talk to our parents on? How many times, uh, what do we talk to our parents about? I should say, how many times do you and I come out of a patient room and say, I just had a conversation on this and this and this, and Mm -hmm. it's always the same thing. So what is the main thing we really want to educate you about and uh, how to remember it? So we actually came up with the concept of the PD pals pyramid. We are all about alliterations. (laughs) <laughs> like, alliterations make us so happy. <laughs> Nerd alert number two. Nerd alert, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the PD Pal's pyramid and how to explain the PD Pal's pyramid, and we will share more of this on social media. You're going to see this as a recurring theme, so don't worry if you don't remember it later on. But what does what encompasses a life, and what encompasses your child's life? If you look at your child. What are the pillars of health, for example? And the main three things are mind, body, and environment. Under body, you're thinking of health, your diet, sleep, exercise. Uh, mind, we're talking about you know, mental health. And environment, things like stressors, your environment, what you've been exposed to, potential traumas, your parents, you name it. And if you think about those three broad categories, mind, body, environment, Most of us have this backwards where environment is the most important piece, or I wouldn't say the most important, but the one that's getting the most attention. And so the way that we have structured this uh, pyramid is that the mind is actually the base. Uh, And so we're going to be talking a lot about mental health and how to lay a good foundation for your children to be able to handle the environment and their stressors that'll come. So mind is the, the bottom of the pyramid, the base, the foundation. The second level of the pyramid is the body. And that's where your diet, sleep, and exercise will come into play. And we'll touch again on all of those topics in future podcast episodes. And then the tip of the, the uh, pyramid is the environment and all of the things that come along with it, friends, exposures, traumas, and whatnot. And if you structure your pyramid correctly, the environment will not break you and you will have that strong foundation and you're going to be able to move forward. And you, you are in a unique position as a parent to, with this blank canvas of a child to lay the right foundation, whereas a lot of times the, p- the pyramid is actually upside down and the environment is being given the most attention. And so the pyramid will naturally topple over. Do you feel like I explained that well, Anna?
0: Yeah, no, that was beautifully said. And I think you illustrated that so well. Um, and just to recap, you know, um, if you visualize that pyramid, um, it really makes it clear in your mind um, how it is um, structured at this time. Um, and in this current day and age where um, we just have so much noise around us, you know, especially with the pandemic and, um, with all of the information coming our ways, um, it gets difficult for us as adults to handle this, you know, and to be able to not let the stressors overwhelm us, uh, in our everyday life. Cause we see those stressors wear down on our body, wear down on our mind and topple the pyramid, you know, Uh, and now imagine a child whose brain is still developing. They're still growing. um, They... Are having to deal with a lot of these same stressors because they're growing up so fast They're exposed to so much and so I think the way you illustrate it is it's perfect You know right now the heaviest portion which is should be the base of the pyramid Um, you know that heaviest portion is the environment right now and we're not focusing on the body and the mind And so the tip of the pyramid right now is the mind Um, and we want to help you switch that around so that we can focus on the mind and our mental health and our physical health first and foremost. And then the environment feels like a small little triangle at the top. That's not really going to let all of those things, um, take over, you know, and, uh, affect us. So, um, I think that was perfect.
1: Yeah, thanks. And I want to empower parents too. Uh, you know, in future episodes, as we continue to educate them and talk about these important topics, I want to empower them anytime something is brought up to visualize the pyramid and think where does this fall in that pyramid and how much attention should I be giving to it based on where it falls and how important it should be. And so we'll talk about all that and we'll let you know how important it is, you know, okay, they snuck a piece of candy, you know, is how important is that? And what's, what's really at the root of the issue and what do we really need to handle and talk about? So uh, we'll get to all of that. We've got awesome episodes lined up. We've got great mm-hmm. guest speakers. As you said, I am so super excited uh, to start yes. on this path. And I'm really happy that you guys are all joining us and tuning in and tell all your friends, anyone that you feel could potentially benefit from having this in their life and could benefit from this extra education and is wanting to learn. And, um, you know, any parents, any caregivers, we would really appreciate all of the positive um. You know feedback that we could get and if there's anything you guys want to hear from about i'm, sorry We want to hear from you So feel free to reach out to us on our platforms and i'll let anna talk about the social media thing because that's more her thing than mine (laughs) Yeah
0: No, I think it's important for us to be Uh, reachable and that's our goal you know our goal is for parents to be able to have access to us uh, but then also we want to learn from you all as well on what your struggles are because everyone has their own struggles everyone is at different points in their life and um, a lot of us have very similar struggles but then there's a lot of unique struggles as well and and um, uh, and we want to be able to provide those resources Um, you can find us at the pd pals on uh, twitter instagram and and Facebook. Um, we also have a website called um, the PDPals.com. Um, we're going to have um, uh, a lot of our articles that we are publishing at the moment. Um, a lot of the things that we're passionate about um, and that we focus our practice on um, are going to be um, uh, posted on our website. Uh, we also want to have a, a, a section where we can have uh, our listeners reach out to us with questions and we'll try to address those through our podcast and through social media. Um, and so this is really Uh, for you all. And we want to cater it uh, to be the most beneficial for you. um, And then hopefully have our experts come in and help us with this.
1: Perfect. Well, I think we're running out of time. And I think we touched on everything we were hoping to touch on for our first podcast. So we're going to wrap it up. And again, if you could rate and review this podcast and join us on social media, uh, the PD pals, we would really appreciate that. And uh, we'll see you next time when we tune in again. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye.
0: The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of any other agency, hospital, organization, employer, or company. Assumptions made in the analysis are not reflective of the position of any entity other than the participants. The participants are critically thinking human beings. Therefore, these views are always subject to change, revision, reconsideration, and recalculation at any time. This podcast collaboration makes no warranties or representations as to accuracy, completeness, correctness, suitability, or validity of any information, communication, exchange, and the participants will not be liable for any errors, omissions, or delays in this information or any losses, injuries, or damages arising from its broadcast dissemination or use. All information is provided on an as-is basis. It is the communication recipient's responsibility to verify any facts.